Welcome to the Colby Cast, episode 95. Thank you for joining us. Today's guests are sock religious. Not sacrilegious, but sock religious. Founder Scott Williams and operations director Jeff Trailer explain how a desire for evangelization and a love of interesting socks came together to form sock religious. From Pope socks to the Don't Be a Loser St. Anthony shirt, Scott, Jeff, and their entire team are finding creative and beautiful ways to get the conversation started about the faith. We hope that you'll enjoy the show. Hi there, I'm Bonnie, liturgical musician, popcorn and podcast fanatic, and Colby homeschooling mom to four lads and lasses of middle and high school age. And this is Stephen, homeschooling father of five and director of development for Colby Academy. Longtime listeners know us to be prone to puns. But our guests today are aces at plays on words, which they combine with their love of Christ, his church, and the saints to enliven socks, t-shirts, and other fun stuff. Stephen and I are joined by Scott Williams, who with his wife Elizabeth founded Sock Religious, and Jeff Trailer, who serves the company as director of operations and as co-host, along with Scott, of the All Set for Sunday podcast. Welcome to the Colby Cast. Hey, thanks for having us. That was a very flattering introduction. Yeah. Thank you very like much. That? We're also they, proud of our puns. <laughs> they're they're I I'm, I'm in awe really. I I I tend to fall into mind you guys with your deliberate puns. They're they're fantastic. They really yeah, enjoy <laughs> them very much. Yes. All right, so Colby families likely recognize the sacrilegious name from our celebration of Catholic Schools Week back in January when Crazy Hat and Sock Day was among the festivities. Sock Religious donated a portion of their sales that week to Colby's tuition assistance program. Thank you all so much. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Happy to support. Thank you. For those of us unfamiliar with your company, would you guys help us get to know you a little bit by telling us about yourselves and how you two know each other? Go for it, Jeff. I I get to do it. (laughs) Um, Well, yeah, we, I am, I've been lucky enough uh, coming up on a year here that I've been working with uh, Sock Religious and, and Scott and his wife and, and our wonderful team around here. Um, I started part-time. I worked in high school campus ministry for 16 years, um, teaching and then in campus ministry. Uh, and Scott approached me about this this crazy little ride that he's been on uh, with Soccer Religious and asked me to come join him and kind of laid out where he saw this company going. And I saw that there there was a world where I was very committed to evangelization and I saw this as just like a new adventure in that. And so I was happy to jump on and join. Um, Sock Religious as a company has been around for about five years and has grown pretty dramatically in that five years. And really even over the last year, we've gone from two full-time employees and three part-time employees to 22 uh, employees, 11 wow. full-time and a full manufacturing facility and creating and we're just, it's, it's a wild adventure around here and an absolute blast. And I'm lucky that I just have a great friend and brother in Scott who, uh, we were friends anyway. Uh, we were hosting the podcast together. We really met working in ministry. Mm-hmm. And so Scott was in youth ministry. I was working in campus ministry and through the archdiocese of Indianapolis here, we had become acquainted, uh, joined some professional organizations and done some work with the NFCYM. Uh, through that and really like through that friendship and that that bond 
um, I was just lucky enough to, I've been lucky enough to be able to come on and join Scott and I've had a couple different jobs since I got here a year ago, but <laughs> I think I'm settling into this one. Did I miss anything? Uh, that was a good high level overview. That's for oh, sure. Thanks. Yeah. You want to go low level? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I, I worked full time in, in Catholic youth ministry for about 10 years. As Jeff said, that's where we met and Jeff and I are, I, I think we, I speak for him as well as that we both left jobs that we love to, to pursue um, this, this new adventure. And it's been a lot of fun just to, to follow that call and to take it one step at a time, but it's been a blast. It's yeah, it really is something special to, you know, I had a job that I loved and really enjoyed. And then to try to explain to people that I was going to leave this job that I loved and enjoyed and was good at to go sell socks, um, was, <laughs> was quite the the hard thing to explain to people but the more we bring people in and the more we're able to kind of spread uh, the good news through what we're doing it's it becomes easier and easier for people to understand mm-hmm. it is an interest i mean so recent history but i i'm just really interested as well about how this all started i mean with yeah i think i, I just i saw some of your things for the first time at some of some uh Catholic conventions mm-hmm. that I was at and saw, saw a booth of your things and thought this is really interesting, but how did, how did an idea like putting saints on socks and starting a company like that start? Yeah. So, um, when, when I was working full-time in ministry, I've always had some, somewhat of a entrepreneurial mind, whether that was actually in youth ministry itself, finding, finding new and creative ways, uh, to do my job. But, constantly thinking of new and different things, businesses, some of them will never see the light of day. But um, it, it, I was working full-time at the Archdiocese and shirt and tie was uh, what I'd wear to work most days and socks became my fun thing to express myself. So I was wearing donut socks on National Donut Day or I'd wear my you know, American flag socks on Independence Day. And we, my wife and I just thought that it would be funny to uh, to sell socks that we could celebrate feast days with. It would just be a fun, new, and uh, unique way to celebrate the, the faith. We have To we celebrate have what? The, the faith. What, what, did what I kind say? of days? Oh, feast days. That's what we call we them. We call right them feast days around. <laughs> um, but, you know, you, there's, there's, there's lots of uh, different ways to express that, and that was just a, a fun and unique way to do it. And it turned out that we weren't the only people that thought that was fun. So... Yeah, Scott likes to tell the story that the, their first, their first adventure into this, they they walked down the hallway to their friend, who's now our creative director, um, and said, "We want we want to make a sock," and she helped them draw that up, and they designed it, and they set up a booth, and they sold a sock a minute, and they mm-hmm. thought, I mean, with a total risk of like maybe nobody is going to like this, but we think it'll be fun, and all of a sudden they were like, "Well, I guess it's a thing," and so it's been nonstop ever since, and. We're, we're sitting here next to a full wall of about 85 different uh, variants of socks that we make and sell, and there's more and more every day. So mostly you're interested, and then just a little thing, and then all of a sudden a sock a minute happens, and it becomes, <laughs> hey, this isn't just a little side th- Or was it, is that kind of the... Yeah, so, I mean, I mean, part of the, the story is, too, working full-time in ministry, it wasn't always the most lucrative career. And my mm-hmm. wife and I very much knew that if we were going to to raise and support a family, that we would need to think of alternate ways to bring an in income, uh, whether that is, uh, you know, 
a part-time job or some sort of, this became kind of a, a side hustle after we realized that it was uh, uh, a legitimate practice. And then the, you know, I, I ended up just working hours before work and during my lunch hour and into the evening. And it, I, I ended up spending more time on this than I cared to outside of uh, my regular work hours because it was starting to chip into family times and things like that. Mm -hmm. So my wife and I finally just made the decision that that was going to be the direction that we had. We felt that there was definitely, uh, God had his hand in our business and has had this entire way. And we, we knew that, that this was something that was worth pursuing with, with all of our energy. So, um, from a professional standpoint, I, you know, I had a master's degree in the direction that I was heading in ministry and, uh, we, we, we moved from that to, you know, selling socks, which seems, seems odd, but, uh, but it's, it's been a lot of fun. It's found, you found it, like you're saying a new way to, to reach people that I, mm -hmm. I'm thinking when I, when I see your socks, I think of a, a member of my church choir, I'm a parish music director, and I've got a choir member who comes with some kind of sock, whatever socks he's known for the socks he's wearing. So I think of him when I see your socks, like he needs some of these. So that's and it, exactly it's a, a way to reach people, start conversations, just to get the get the ball rolling, really. It, it's yeah, and that's really very clever. Yeah, that's the biggest thing that that we want to do as as an organization, like your friend, his, his socks start conversations. Right. Mm -hmm. And, yeah. and that, that is the foundation of everything that we want to do. Our, our kind of like tagline or mission statement is starting conversations through joyful products, yeah. uh, working full time in, in ministry. I, I quickly learned that the most difficult part, at least for me in the evangelization evangelization process is just starting the conversation. And mm -hmm. once you initiate that conversation and begin to talk about, your journey with Christ and your witness and uh, everything that comes along with that, uh, the rest is, you know, easy, but the most difficult part is just starting. Sure. No, and, and that makes it a lot of fun. And that's where it's a question we ask ourselves about every product we put out. So beyond our socks, it's become t-shirts, it's become stickers, it's coffee mugs, it's, it's all kinds of different things. And, and if we think that there's a way to start that conversation, to have fun, to take, a fun phrase or a pun or something that's happening in pop culture and attach to that and make it a redirect to our faith. Well, that's a, that's a win. That's absolutely a win. So right now, Wordle is, is a big thing, right? Everybody's playing Wordle. Everybody has fun. And sometimes Scott doesn't sleep. And when Scott's <laughs> not sleeping, I get nervous the next day because Scott will come in and he says, well, I bought a domain last night, wordleofthelord.com. And then we spun up a little company and we started making coffee mugs and t-shirts of Wordle. I think I've got one over here that, so it has a Wordle built out, but with, I'm showing these guys, this is great radio, um, but it's oh, yep. with Catholic words. And then we, we made sure that the back always says, says Jesus is always the answer. Oh, so yeah. it's a silly little thing and it's fun. But if people are going to talk about Wordle, it'd be cool if they also talked about Jesus. And that, that really is what I did for 16 years of ministry. It's what Scott did in ministry, and it's what we get to continue to do now. But we just have a lot bigger toys to play with now. So, <laughs> so much sense. I mean, because, mean, you know, those, the socks, they, they stand up. They're, they are a conversation starter piece or those clever 
sayings on the on the shirts that you have that i mean i'd wonder what the what the how that that happened but that's that makes absolute sense yeah i was gonna i was gonna ask you to tell us more about the shirts because some of them are so hilarious like they catch me on off guard with scrolling through oh i see that saint and what does that say and it stops through my tracks i have to read it again and then just crack up laughing when i'm typically in a situation where it's supposed to be quiet and I'm, you know, kind of looking, perusing it <laughs> when it's supposed to be uh, something else going on. Anyway, I wanted to ask you though about the name of your company, Sacrilegious. That's another pun, isn't it? Another funny, how'd you get land on that? That's pretty clever. Yeah, um, it, it was, it was, it actually started as holysocks.co was the original name of, of the company. And, um, it turned out there's another company called holysocks.com, but in the UK. So okay. like the domain was of, like everything happened and it was fine here, but there was a lot of confusion when people learned about our company and tried to find us on Google or whatever. They were land landing on this uh, other company in, uh, in the UK that wasn't Catholic, but was getting like bombarded with, <laughs> you have those Pope socks that, that we saw at NCYC. Uh, so, we we realized that there was confusion there and and uh i got some encouragement from uh somebody like in the catholic creative space and he, he was like you have a very unique product and it deserves a unique name so at first i was just frustrated that somebody else uh was worried about us having a similar name but then it, <laughs> it, it i just started thinking of well what are other fun ways to kind of mash up the two things that we were working with which was socks and our Catholic faith or religion. So um, I just started with the word sock and um, try to think of fun and unique puns that are play on words that come along with that. And then sockreligious.com was an available domain. Uh, of course it was, but uh, <laughs> but we, we, we bought that and it kind of kind of stuck. But the most fun thing about it is unless you say it out loud, it doesn't really, doesn't really make any sense. So like even my mother-in-law, I think it was nine months before she realized that soccer religious was a play on words. And she goes, I get it. I was like, and that's, and that's what we're after. I mean, we know people who have gone years yeah. until you heard it, hear it said out loud. Anytime we're at conferences or events or we see people and I'm trying to stop them. I always, they'll look at the sign and they see soccer religious, but until you say it out loud, it always gets a little smile and a little grin out of somebody. And, and it starts that conversation. It's just like our products. And so, or if you call people, I always have to really emphasize and say sock religious, because if you call Catholic bookstores and say sacrilegious, they, they start to get very concerned. They'll get very far, probably. <laughs> well, here on the Colby cast, we really have been in seeking out conversations with, with people working in Catholic creatives, supporting their families, living out their vocations. We've had several conversations here lately about vocation and with other Catholic creators and, and creative folks living, trying to find that balance between using their God-given gifts in, in the ways that God calls them to and supporting their families in those very practical ways, also as he calls them to. So we're, we're really happy to have this opportunity to, to hear your story and hear how you guys do this. Will you tell us some more about, though, will you tell us some more about the t-shirt side, that one cheap? Those t-shirt designs are so funny. I really enjoy those. Yeah. Um so that one cheap actually was a independent company that existed before, I think before Socrates even came about. So I met uh, a gentleman named Weston at a, at a conference and he owned that one cheap. And I 
just fell in love with this product. The, the unique puns that came along with, uh, you know, celebrating our faith and the reverent humor that, that he, he created was, uh, something that I just, you know, it, it, it definitely tickled me pink. And, um, Weston, it was a, a graphic designer and a phenomenal artist, but was not the most excited about the business side of, uh, the process, which is something that I actually kind of excelled in. So he, he, he got to the point where, you know, he was working full time in another job and, um, decided not to continue on. And I was able to have a conversation with him and acquire that, that brand, but it also just fits into so much of what we were doing in our mission. It was really a natural fit for us to be able to, to integrate those products into our, our, uh, pipeline and offer those to our customers. And it's really become, a, a, a cohesive part of our brand. And just a piece of our uniform around here. Yeah. Every every day we get to walk around and and it's amazing how often a conversation at lunch or just some funny thing said in the hallway all of a sudden becomes a t-shirt uh, for us <laughs> because if we can find those fun and creative ways and really our t-shirts in a way different way than our socks, they start a conversation, but usually because it caused somebody to burst out laughing. It's that laugh out loud moment where somebody will look at your shirt and they see this beautiful image of St. Anthony on your shirt. And then it says, don't be a loser next to it. And that, that always gets people, you know, kind of thinking, <laughs> well, why would that say that? And then you get to explain to them why. Um, I have a good friend who travels a lot for work and he has told me he exclusively wears our shirts when he travels because it always gets somebody to ask him a question. And he is that guy that like, if you don't want to talk on the plane, I hope you're not sitting next to Josh. Cause, <laughs> <laughs> but that's, he, he loves it because it starts those dialogues and those conversations and he gets to talk about his faith and he gets to share that with somebody else. And so um, it, it's a pretty exciting thing. And the shirts are fun. They're just a lot of fun. And we, we have new ones coming out every week. We were just sharing images around of one today that had us all cracking up and we're excited. And the fun, the more fun part about it is we're, we've built a brand where we, we print these on demand and we're able to do this. So even if it's just a fun idea that we just like, and we don't sell a ton of them, it's not always the end of the world. We still get a good laugh out of it. And that's a, a, a big important piece of what we're doing every day is that we enjoy it. It seems really clear what you what you're doing, I'm wondering, you know, given just the way Catholic communities can be at, at times, have you ever encountered feedback with like, hey, you shouldn't be putting this beautiful image of a saint with something that's funny? Have you have you encountered that before? Well, again, I want to emphasize we call it feedback, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, we do. We do. Uh, we've we've recently talked a lot about if we had to identify our core customer, we would say it's Catholics who take their faith seriously, but not themselves. Mm. Um, and that's a big part of what we do. We're not a product for everybody. And we know that. Um, but we do think that there is a group of people out there that we really help celebrate that faith and do those things with. We're very intentional and, and thoughtful when we put a product together. And when we put things, these things together, we have a lot of conversation about what goes on the foot of a sock and what, we're making sure is uh, well represented and well done. And that, I mean, a, a quick and easy example I can give is that when we, we made our sacred heart socks, um, we were very excited to do the image of the sacred heart, but we were also very intentional that that image not go on the bottom of a foot. It's, it may seem like a silly little thing, but it is an intentionality that we have about our work and the things that we do around here. Now, on the other hand, we have a sock of our lady of grace and there's a serpent on the foot of that one. 
We were also very intentional very about nice. that. Mary's going to stomp out the servant. We're going to serpent. Then uh, we're going to let the person wearing that sock do the same thing. Yeah, we we definitely have people that uh, that have criticized or had issue with it, but um, I, I think it goes back to what is the intent of the people that are creating this product. And we can tell you for a hundred hundred percent time and time again. The intent of, of our products is to start conversations about our faith and the lives of the saints. It's not to to mock or diminish or, uh, you know, cause scandal or anything of that that nature. And we we sleep good at night yeah. uh, knowing that. Yeah, that's that's wonderful. That and it's yeah. I mean I, yeah, it's good to hear those those things as well. And just there are different. Yeah, I, I love it because there are just different things, different modes, depending on where you're at in the church and what you're doing. And, you know, evangelizing is a different, it's one of those those activities which happens primarily outside the church, which is, so there has to be that, out, I just, I, I like, yeah, I like the reasoning and the thought that goes into that. Fantastic. I think it's great how you're bringing your, your backgrounds in, in ministry to, to this to this outlet so that mm -hmm. it reaches a whole new segment of people that that may, might not even been looking for it necessarily it kind of comes to them and then kind of bring them in and then get the that like you're saying the conversation going we're curious about so a few a couple more aspects of your of your business how do you guys mitigate how do you guys mitigate conflict within your organization i'm sure that never happens but if it were to come up how do you guys mitigate conflict within your organization um I, I will say, and, and this is, we're very lucky to, to work for Scott and Elizabeth because as leaders um, in our company, they have been very clear, very upfront, very forward from the beginning about how this company will run, how they intend it to be. And, and one of those pieces has been from the very beginning that we're going to be open and honest and we're going to discuss and we're going to talk about things. And meetings around here don't happen behind closed doors and there's no mumbling mumbling in hallways and if you're frustrated about something or you're frustrated with somebody we get together and we talk about it um it's a it's it, it for me again coming from education coming from not to say that that was always a problem but it can very much be an issue in any aspect of the church that i've been around of the siloing and everybody gets in their own areas in their own spaces and they stay separated and i think in a, in a very intentional way, Scott has made sure that, that everyone around here knows that that will not be how this company, how we work as a company, that we all have our specialties, but we work together. And every, every morning, our entire leadership team, our top level leadership, we get together, we pray together, we talk about our day, we share with each other what our, you know, three main focuses are. It's a five minute meeting, but it's a wonderful way to make sure everybody understands what's on everyone else's plate. And it usually becomes a really great way to hear how I can jump in and help and how, or I heard you say you're working on this and I have a little bit of a concern about that. And so let's talk about it and let's get together on it. Um, so before Scott can give his answer, he's a humble guy, but I want it to be very known that like we mitigate conflict by making sure that like when we encounter it, we address it and we talk about it and we work through it and we leave hugging and in, in, in prayer, not in frustration and anger. Um, and that's, that makes it very easy to work for somebody like Scott because there's plenty of times the, the conflicts between us and the two of us will go at it and, and be frustrated about a decision that's being made and we'll talk through it. But we always walk away from it knowing that 
there's been a decision made for the company and we're moving in that direction. We're going to be supportive of it and, and we're going to move forward there. Yeah. I, I think the, anytime we have a major planning meeting, we, we ask for open honesty and, and vulnerability. And those are three requirements to have a, a really productive meeting. And for us to be able to, you know, just to have a level of comfortability, to be able to, to speak honestly about the concerns that we have um, and to share that openly is, you know, just makes us so much more productive and work together as, as a team. Uh, and Jeff touched on it as well, but we, we make a really intentional and conservative effort, effort to have alignment when we walk away making a decision. So there's times that we make a decision and it's not necessarily the, the direction that, that I would uh, be in favor of going, but uh, everybody around, around the table, we want to make sure that we're, we make this decision as a group and, and that's the direction we're heading. Or, you know, sometimes I make uh, a decision that's contrary to something else, but I ask for their support and their leadership behind that as well. So that's, that's, we, we have conflict, but it's good and healthy conflict. Seems like you have to have, I mean, if you're going to be excellent, you have to have yeah. the conflict. I mean, because no, there's no way everybody will ever agree about everything. And if you mm -hmm. care passionately about, about things, then yeah, agreements have to come up then. Okay. Well, if we, if ever, yeah, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, if we filled a building full of people who all thought the same way, we wouldn't have a business for very long. Like we thrive on, because we have people who think very differently about things and problem solve in very different ways and bring very different strengths to the table. But a huge credit to Scott and Elizabeth, of they've, they've put all those pieces together. And every one of us, like cheesy or not, like we're united by our love of Christ and our love of the church and our love of the faith. And almost everyone in our organization has come from that background or come from a, a, a work in ministry or work for the church in some way that has brought them to this place. And so having that uniting peace, even when we disagree, we know what motivates us and we know what moves us forward. And so it becomes easy to get behind each other and, and supportive of one another in that way. So I'm seeing some some various kind of components too of your business. So we've got beautiful art and beautiful work there, and we've got the the cleverness of a lot of the things that you. But it seems like you you also have a focus on high quality things as well. Just kind of looking at your various things, really be, being concerned about like these are great socks. These are the socks you want to wear every day. Yeah, yeah. We're we're very lucky to uh, to work in a company where it's become very important for us to, to own the vertical. Um, we want to make our own products. And in some ways, like we, we got a little bit of a taste of what it was like to really be able to like make your own stuff and control it. And then we've just kind of, we just chase that. And so we, when you talk about on making sure we understand the quality and we know those things, we spent a lot of years sourcing our, uh, our goods from overseas, bringing our socks in. We use third party companies to do our, the printing of our shirts. And we probably could have continued with a business like that for a long time, but it was really important. And for a while it was kind of a pipe dream. And then when the opportunity presented itself, we were able to take advantage, but for us to be able to start owning that. So we were blessed a year ago uh, to be able to just, just over a year ago. Now, February 19th, we made our first sock um, in our building mm -hmm. and um, in the world of supply chain, right? That trigger word that everybody talks yeah. about and says, and, becomes kind of a default reason for everything. Like in trying to mitigate that, own, being able to own that vertical and make our own stuff, that was important. So we now 
Uh, we have 10 sock knitting machines. We employ three um, amazing men who have a combined about 65 years of experience working on these machines and knitting socks. And it genuinely, you can check out some videos and stuff on our uh, social media, but we knit from the yarn up. A lot of times people think we take a blank sock and we might embroider it or decorate it, but it is, it's cones of yarn that pull into these machines. And it's, Scott said it today, wow. it's a miracle every time you see it happen. It is, it's a fascinating <laughs> thing uh, to be able to see and watch. But making that stuff enables us, when we have a customer who reaches out and says, I got a hole in this sock, we can go look at that sock stitch by stitch. We know what machine it came off of. We know what yarn we used to make it. We can try to understand where the flaw was, what happened. And, and these guys are amazing because they're able to tell us. I can forward them a picture and they can say, oh, that machine must have dropped a needle when we were making that machine. We're going to have to keep an eye out or making that sock. We've got to keep an eye out for that when um, coming off these machines this week. Like it really is an amazing uh, gift. And from there, we've start, we print all of our own T-shirts in-house now. We make all of our own stickers. We sublimate all of our own coffee mugs. Everything's happening right here in our building. Um, and that's a, that's a really important and exciting thing. Because it also enables us to just employ some amazing people. And we have just gotten to t just get to know these people and learn their stories and understand. And I, I, I wish we had some tried and true method for how we find our employees. But, like, sometimes I think God just, like, places them right in our front lobby. And, <laughs> and I don't know how it happens. But from the, the, like, amazing retired woman who does all of our tagging of our socks, Sandy is the deacon's wife at my church. And... Uh, the son of a friend of ours who has become this like guru of creation for us and just can run any machine and make anything. And our knitting guys who, like we said, they worked at a facility, they knit socks and that company closed and they didn't think they'd ever, you know, be able to do the craft that they had learned again. And all of a sudden Scott decided to start making socks. <laughs> and so here they are. And, and these guys drive 45 minutes to an hour a day just to come work for us and they love it. Uh, they care about their craft and what they do. And that's just like the, the tip of the iceberg for the people we employ and, and just the, the joy that we get to have in that and, and making sure that what we make is quality and that we stand behind it. Um, if, if people have, a, if there's an issue with our product, we make it right. That's important to us. That's at, at the top of the heap um, for what we're doing. And we ask for people's patience too. Like learning to knit socks is, is, is just as complicated as it may sound when you say that out loud. Like it was, it was not an easy process and it led to some very stressful days, but um, it's also led to a lot of joy that's come out of that. That's fascinating. That would be neat to see. We love it. Yeah, it comes through. It's, it's neat to hear these different facets of the, of how you make it work. Yeah. We're, we're also lucky that, and Scott mentioned it before, but we have incredible creative people who around us who can like take these, frankly, just these dumb ideas that Scott and I have and turn them into just like beautiful products and fun <laughs> things. But we're also really lucky like that we have people like Scott and I, like we geek out over the business side. Like we love the analytics and the spreadsheets and trying, like, I just, I, I've been reinvigorated in this job and just thrived on how can we make things more efficient and how can we do them well and do them in a way that like that drives our business and helps grow our business and enables us to continue to spread and do different things. So it's a lot of fun. It's neat to see everyone's gifts coming together this way. Yeah.
and and to think about the the machinery, the mechanical aspects of what you're describing put to use, that's got to be just fascinating. That's really interesting to me. It really is. Every time I go out there and watch it happen, it's it's just fascinating. I'm like a little kid every time. Yeah. That would be okay. Field trip. Okay. Yes, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> Anytime. <Honestly>. Yeah. <laughs> We were commenting before you guys, before we started recording, there seems to be something going on in, in the Indi in Indiana. We talked to Jonathan Conrad, the Catholic woodworker recently, talking too fast here. And he's in Indiana as well. Like, what's going on in Indiana? It sounds like a great place to be. So, yeah. Absolutely. It, it, it has become, like, accidentally almost, uh, or intentionally, uh, through, through God, but this little, like, creative, Catholic creative network that's kind of formed and built in the central Indiana area. And... And we'll welcome them all. Everybody can come here. Great. It's great. The housing market's <laughs> great. Yeah. <laughs> That's neat. Well, you guys have spoken to so many aspects of your business. It's been really fascinating to hear. Do you have any other practical tips you might offer to Catholic business owners at this point? I would say when, when I started working with Scott, one of the things that was really important to me was invite other people in to just see what you're doing. Uh, it's it's one of my favorite things to do is just bring people over here and give them tours and show them around. But I, I also have been very intentional about inviting people over who know business. And I'll show them around, and then I say to them, what am I doing wrong? Like, what are we do? What jumps out at you? What is important here? Getting those people's feedback feedback, um, and hearing from them and understanding uh, and, and just learning can, you know, your business may be a unique and, like, specific Catholic business, but businesses are businesses too. And utilizing resources to understand pricing, to understand profitability, to understand paying your taxes and, and doing all the, all the, the like stuff behind the scenes that aren't the fun stuff. And it's not the things that anybody wants to celebrate, but understanding those things enables you to be so much more successful to support your family and make sure that you're in a place to be able to like continue to spread. Not everybody wants to grow their business. Not everybody wants to make it huge. Some people just want to find a way to like help sustain their families, but you can't do that if it's not being done well, even at the level you want to do it. So I think inviting other people in, asking their opinions, sharing with people is really important. Yeah. I think, uh, my biggest things would be to be customer centric, to make sure that you're always thinking through the lens of the the end the end user, the people that are using the product. To go back to the quality question, like people all the time say that they buy our our, our socks because they're they're fun or unique, but buy another pair because they turn out they're really comfortable, and enjoy wearing them. But the the other piece, and kind of picking off piggybacking off of what Jeff said, is mentorship has been a huge part of of our organization and. I have somehow just been blessed with the opportunity to um, to have people that have wanted to invest their, their time and energy into making sure that we are successful. And uh, I have regularly scheduled phone calls with people that just love the, the stuff that we're doing. And uh, I was kind of randomly selected to have some mentorship from somebody that, you know, was the CEO of a of a fortune 100 company and uh, like just people that, that, that like what we're doing and find it interesting that really just dug in and wanted to help us make, make us be successful. We keep running across these things of Providence. Um, so when you're talking about finding this or having this mentor, when we spoke with Jonathan 
Conrad of the Catholic woodworker. He, he was just saying, yeah, they were just going along and all of a sudden Matt Frad talks about his rosaries on, on his podcast and things take off, but it was just as he had done, you know, so just this kind of, when you've got something that you're doing and you're doing it certainly as a business, but for the greater glory of God, it seems like he's just, of course, lines things up. Providence is there to, to give you what you need. And I love the, the humility that you're talking about there to, to not put yourself in a position where you're saying, I've got this all figured out. I'm going to do it on my own, but rather to, Hey, anything I'm open to yeah. Uh, yeah. constantly. That's, that's, that seems so important. I mean, just when you think you've reached the pinnacle, you get invited on the Colby cast. Like it's, <laughs> it's really amazing. How can it be better? When you guys first signed into your, to, to do this call, to record this, I was thinking, I've been listening to you guys to your podcast all set for Sunday in preparation for this conversation. And I was like, oh, there are the guys I've been listening to. I know these voices. It's really exciting. And I see you now. It's exciting. So um, sorry yeah, for the I'm... disappointment. <laughs> Not a bit. No, no. <laughs> so I, I am a podcast junkie. I have lots of them that I, that I subscribe to. I'm kind of behind on most of them, but I really in, have gotten a lot out of your concept of your, of your podcast all set for Sunday uh, what's the story behind this project for for people who haven't yet heard your podcast? Mostly selfish reasons. Uh, we, <laughs> uh, just you know, be, being a uh, a business owner and just being a part of a fast growing organization, uh, life gets busy, and especially with a, a very active three and a half year old. And you know, Jeff drives four hours across the city to pick his kids up after you know all the different activities that his yeah. kids have. And um, we wanted to be intentional about just preparing for Sunday Mass because, you know, just thinking myself, like a little one, I spend a lot of time, you know, going in and out of the narthex to 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 help help my mm -hmm. my, my my kids out, and I I hear about ten percent of the readings in the homily, mm -hmm. so I wanted to be more intentional about preparing for it, but. Uh, this was a way for us to hold ourselves accountable to that. Um, we said that we were just going to do it on a regular basis, and we did a pretty good job of it. We also, we just loved, I don't fun. even know if, if Scott remembers it, but we, like the two of us have a lot of fun together, but we do it in, in, in ways that involve our faith a lot of the time. We also do it in ways to drink beer, but mm -hmm. we, we were driving from Denver to Colorado Springs for a conference one time. Um, and at that point in time, I was just, I was in a cycle of prayer where I was trying to read the daily readings every day. And so as we were driving, I said to Scott, I was like, I'm going to read these readings. Do you mind if I just read them out loud and we can just talk about it? And he was like, yeah, sure. So I just started reading the daily readings. And I just remember us like laughing so hard we were crying because we were just, and I, and I don't even remember the specific passage, but I just remember having this conversation about like, imagine being in this moment where like Jesus just appears in front of you and just like, you ne they never talk about like, how scared that person might be <laughs> or like what is going on and like the impact and it was a lot of discussion about like what's that story around it and i remember scott being like we should make a podcast out of this and it probably was another it was another year and a half two years before we actually did it but it was like you know we we took a little bit of a hiatus this past year but we're i think 85 episodes in easter will be two years uh that we've been doing it and it is like somewhat self, like selfishly, it helps me prepare uh, for the readings and it gives me a reason to talk to my family about it and, and listen with my kids and share. 
the other thing is like there are some amazing men out there who are Catholic priests and like we've gotten the opportunity to just like really spend some time with a bunch of them and we're lucky to have friends who are priests but through those relationships we've met even more and and people who I now would consider just like close family friends and that I spend time with all because we reached out and asked if they'd be on this dumb podcast of ours and to just talk about our faith and talk about uh, Sundays and talk about what we need to do to prepare for the mass and prepare for the readings, but about how that applies to our families and, and how that impacts our daily life. That's fantastic. A lot of people can relate to the experience of rolling into mass with, with everybody and we, we've made it there and then we hear part of it and we have every intention of going back and reading the readings later and thinking back through them and, and catching up if so to speak. And that may or may not happen depending on the day. The way we like to think of it is Jeff's gives us kind of a, a, a brief overview of the readings. And then we talk to a priest and it's like a priest starts his homily, but we interrupt him and ask a ton of questions throughout. Nice. Uh, so it turns out, <laughs> it turns out to be a little bit more of a, of a dialogue, but um, that's the way I like to think about it anyways. So it's like a practice round for him then maybe if he's preparing his homily, he can bring yeah. it to you to, to go through it once. Like, how's this going to land maybe and <laughs> see if, if it is, if there's some, if it's not landing as he intended it to, he can find out real quick by talking to yeah. you guys. <laughs> and it's also become a, a, a source for other priests to get a little bit of inspirations of what to, to preach about that week. And we, we, we've gotten a few text messages from uh, pastors on, on Sunday, Saturday morning, wondering why we didn't publish the podcast yet because they're looking for homily notes. Uh -oh. <laughs> That's the, the secret underbelly of our listeners. <laughs> priests, who, priests who aren't prepared for Sunday Mass. <laughs> So we have frequent conversations about liturgical living and living the, the life of the church and celebrating feast days, which your your products feature just right into that as, as you have spoken to. Do you have some tips for families about liturgical living, especially this particular time of year, this high point of our church year and into the Easter season? One of the things that I, I really kind of focus in on is uh, embracing the seasonality of the church, like the liturgical calendar is intentional in the way that it is so that we can uh, break up and focus on on certain areas. So when when those the colors of those vestments change, we as a family, I want to like try to encourage our family to really focus in on what we're doing and why we are doing what we're doing. Um, and just to, to focus on that intentionality of, you know, slowing down during Lent or, you know, really just celebrating the Easter Easter season, uh, all of it, not just Easter Sunday. So, um, yeah, just digging in. Yeah, I think, and this is where the dialogue is, is always fun between Scott and I, cause we're both in very different lives with our, it may not look it, but I'm a little older than Scott. Um, <laughs> but I also have, I, you know, I have three daughters who are in ninth grade, seventh grade and fifth grade. So while Scott's chasing a three and a half year old around, I'm battling the emotional woes of a 15 year old. And so, um, it, it makes, how we approach that that sort of thing much different so we as a family just we try to be very intentional about how do we carry forward what's happening in the mass into our home as well and whether that is through our discussions through our dialogues about what was your takeaway here how are we going to carry this forward this week whether it's through prayer whether it's through inviting our daughters to share with us their own prayer and what's going on in their lives and and even just how we gather for meals it's about trying to get that recognition and say that if we're going to celebrate Lent, we're going to do it as a family. 
it's my responsibility is, is to get my family to heaven and to work to do that. And the church has laid out just a very easy plan on how you can do it. It's not always easy to execute, but the plan is there. And, and it's through the life of the liturgy and through the life of the sacraments. And so how I carry that forward into our domestic church, into our home, and, and try to live that forward. And it's tough. Like, it's not, we can sit here and talk about it like it's a super easy thing, but it is hard. It is hard work when kids are going in every different direction and we're driving all over the place and we're doing these things. But I really try to take advantage of those times in the car and those conversations we have there and those times that we do get a moment to just stop and breathe and, and ask my kids and, and talk to my family about how the church is impacting them, how that life is a part of what they're living. Okay. So as we're wrapping up here, is there anything else that, that we didn't get to that you wanted to bring up or talk about? I just love being able to partner with you guys and the incredible work that you're doing in your schools and the intentionality and, and identity that you're bringing to Catholic education through the schools you guys partner with. Like, I think it's a, again, as somebody who worked in Catholic education and, and worked specifically in the Catholic identity side of that, that's hard work and, and it's amazing uh, the work that you guys are doing and I just, anything we can ever do to help grow that, we want to. Yeah, I, I think the other, the, the last thing I was gonna maybe mention is we're, we're trying to be really intentional this, this year about um, we're a very fourth quarter heavy sales organization and we're trying to find different and unique ways that we can serve uh, the, the Catholic church as a whole uh, the rest of the time of the year. So we've got, we've got incredible ways to make things. And if there's things that you need made for a school or uh, an event or whatever it might be, we want to be your first call. Excellent. Uh, if your if your school needs spirit wear or a walkathon t-shirt or a parish festival shirt, or you want to do, you know, gear for those things, we, we would love the opportunity to do that in a way that reflects our mission and, um, and can help make life, you know, a little bit easier for you guys, but also support, you know, an organization and us and, and keep these people employed around here and running all these machines. I could see, the, I think the first time I encountered your, your socks in particular at a Colby event, you could just see the, the joy that, with people like, ah, this is great. We, you know, and it was, it was right around that at Christmas time where I know a lot of us were talking about, hey, why are we going to Amazon to buy Christmas gifts? Let's go to give some people some really good, fun socks for, for Christmas that were huge, you know, great gifts. But yeah, it would be great to get that spread out throughout the entire year with all the beautiful things that you've done. Yeah, we'll always have socks and we'll always, that'll always be a big part of what we're doing. But we know that there's a community that we serve and, and loves our stuff and we want to just find ways to make whether that's through our fundraising programs or it's through our on-demand printing or um or coffee mugs or custom work that we can do like we want to partner with those groups in any way we can good deal well in our show notes for this episode we'll have links to some of the other episodes that touch on some of some of these topics that we addressed today liturgical living the jonathan conrad's episode and other catholic creatives so thanks guys very much for visiting with us scott and jeff we wish you guys all the best and we'll we'll link to your website and these other links that i mentioned previously we'll we'll have all that in our show notes thank you guys so much thank you thank you guys
Subscribe to the Colby Cast on your favorite podcast app so that you don't miss an episode. And let us know how we're doing by leaving a rating or a review. And as always, feel free to email us at podcast at colby.org. Mary, our mother, pray for us. St. Maximilian Colby, pray for us. Ad maiorem Dei Gloriam.